0: Uh, we're going over uh, some of the some of the legal rationale for this Colorado State Supreme Court ruling uh it's not even a rationale it it's it's excuse it's narrative crafting it's 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 the equivalent of art by explanation you know i talk about that probably too much but um things that are not art get called art and they have a little placard in front of the art, so it explains to the, uh, to the viewer what exactly they're looking at, because it is not obviously art. And I would submit that if it's not obviously art, it's not art. That's, and I know I'm kind of going down like this uh, philosophical rabbit hole here, but uh, that's why I call it art by explanation. And that's what so much of these creative, novel, legal rulings are. They manipulate the language they twist understandings uh that were you know until like a minute ago uh, mutual understandings agreed upon definitions and they just make up stuff and they find all these you know quote novel ways to get at the result that they want and that's what it looks like occurred in colorado where they said donald trump being guilty of insurrection, even though he has never been charged nor been convicted of it, um, the court somehow decided he was, and said you don't get to be on the ballot due to the Fourteenth uh, Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which the Trump team was unsuccessful in persuading uh, these uh, judges uh, uh, not to not to follow through with this, and they went along with the state, and it was a four-three split decision. Uh, from the plaintiffs, I should say, not the state, but the plaintiffs. And now it's going to go on to the rocket docket all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they're going to have to weigh in on it. And then when they do, and they they dissect this thing for the bad ruling that it is, then the left and the media, but I repeat myself, they are going to attack the U.S. Supreme Court. And it's already starting. I gave an example of it last hour. Jonathan Turley, though, has been a sane, liberal voice uh, in the Trump era. Um, I may not always agree with him, but uh, he he does not seem to be suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. And uh, he yes, he has been criti- uh, critical of the former president, but on the legal issues, he recognizes overreach from the left. And there's been a lot of it. And it's got him sideways with a lot of people on the left now. He says... Um, what is most striking about the Colorado Supreme Court ruling is how the majority, these four Democrats, removed all of the fail-safes to extend the meaning of Section three of the fourteenth Amendment to block Donald Trump. Like there was a number of there were a number of barriers facing advocates who have tried to stretch this provision to cover the january sixth riot, which he says was not an insurrection. It was a protest that turned into a riot. The four justices had to adopt the most sweeping interpretation possible on every one of those questions in order to support their decision. The only narrow part of the opinion came with the interpretation of the First Amendment, where the four justices dismissed the free speech implications of disqualifying presidential candidates based on political position and rhetoric. The result now is an opinion that lacks any limiting principles. It places the nation on a slippery slope where red and blue states could now engage in tit-for-tat disqualifications. According to the Colorado Supreme Court, those decisions do not need to be based on the specific comments made by figures like Trump. Instead, it ruled that courts can now include any statements made before or after a speech in order to establish a, quote, true threat. They, they just... They just took comments that he has made years prior, years afterwards, and they put it all together to say that he uh, represented a true threat on January 6th, even though nothing he said on January 6th would convict him of insurrection. Let me jump over here and uh, talk with Ed. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hi. uh,
1: This is very timely and needed, and the truth hasn't been told by the news they're keeping it from people, but President Trump said he didn't want any uh, problems. And he told Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. she could have ten thousand troops available to her to make sure there wasn't any problem, like even a riot. And she didn't take one of them on purpose because this was all a setup to try to blame something on Trump. And we, the public, the American citizens, are tired of the Democrats, it's not all Democrats, it's the New World Order people, trying to destroy this country. So what do you think the judges are gonna say about her rejecting all those troops that the President Trump offered to protect the Capitol?
0: Well, she's not running for re-election, but why couldn't uh, some plaintiffs accuse her of insurrection for refusing to secure the building when when there were yeah when there were requests to do so?
1: Yeah, she's the one that should be put on trial, not Trump.
0: Well, and this is the thing: if if people on the right do not engage in these same kinds of tactics, um, I. I I don't think there is any kind of uh, governor or restrictor plate on the left to dial back their excesses. It doesn't seem like they've got any left. There are no guardrails anymore on the left that are are pushing these types of cases. And uh, again, their incentives are to keep doing so. So I don't I don't know how you defeat an enemy or an opponent that is behaving like this except to make them uh, accountable to their own standard, to hold them to that same standard. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've been saying that for years, and it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be taken hold. Ed, I appreciate the call, sir. Uh, good to talk with you. More from uh, uh, Jonathan Turley here. Uh, he says the Colorado Supreme Court has handed down the most anti-democratic opinion in decades what is particularly galling is that these four justices stripped away the right of millions of voters to choose their preferred candidate in the name of democracy it's like burning down a house in the name of fire safety the only good news is that this flawed theory can now be appealed to the u.s supreme court where it is likely to be put to rest conclusively for many voters, however, the opinion will only reinforce Trump's claims that Democrats are engaging in lawfare to achieve in the courts what they cannot achieve in the polls. And because of that, the opinion could not come at a worse moment. Trump is surging in opinion polls, and many Democrats are now openly saying that they are afraid President Biden is about to get beaten in 24. Not only is Trump beating Biden in many polls, he has, sizable, uh, he has a sizable lead among young voters. Even if, as expected, these justices are reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court, many Americans will not forget what they will consider to be an effort to take away their vote. Right? the The damage done by these four judges in Colorado to the society at, at the societal level. This is what I say it has always been remarkable to me how all, how so many critics of Donald Trump engage in the exact kind of Uh, tactics and rhetoric and behavior that they say he does. They are guilty of that which they accuse you. They say Donald Trump is destabilizing. He is this unique threat. He's going to destroy the democracy, right? And then you go to, you do this, you do this, where there's no limiting principles now, where now anybody, because honestly, if all it takes is a couple of plaintiffs to make an argument and convince a judge, that's it. We should start just running lawsuits against every elected Democrat that doesn't do something that we want them to do. And then we say, well, that's basically insurrection. That's rebellion. Right. And the border crisis, uh, uh, Sean Davis uh, from The Federalist pointed this out, and that's a compelling argument. How do you leave the border open as it is? How do you implement the policies that the Biden administration has been implementing to allow 10,000 a day? You realize, like, over the course of two years, the U.S. population has grown by by the size of North Carolina. We we have added North Carolina. We add half of North Carolina's population about every year. It's uh, like, how how is that swearing an oath or upholding your sworn oath, right? To defend America and the U.S. Constitution. How is that like? Any oath breaking now? Insurrection, right? Why not? Rebellion. All I need is one judge now. Because you guys have got your precedent, right? And then I can fundraise off it, too, while it's working its way through court. I also have uh, I also have Dan Bishop's comments. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in Waynesville, and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Let me go over. This was a, a tweet storm, as they used to be called. Now they're called X threads or something, or threaded X posts or i don't even know just terrible terrible decision by elon anyway uh dan bishop congressman dan bishop a lawyer um he says he read all 213 pages of opinions in the colorado supreme court ruling excluding president trump from the ballot he says the supreme court will the u.s supreme court will reverse But this parody of judicial decision-making is a frightening sign how far gone our judiciary is. Court is all Democrat appointees, and they split four to three on this decision. Some credit is due to the dissenting justice, Sam for calling out the procedural Frankenstein of the lower court process. A summary proceeding for simple challenges to residency, age, qualifications, etc., which statutes mandate... To be resolved within a week of filing that obviously could not happen so the trial court made up procedural rules on the fly to force quote trial of the history altering issue at hand within eight weeks of the filing of a 105 page petition what took place here doesn't resemble anything i have seen in a courtroom said the dissenting judge he goes on to observe no basic discovery, no ability to subpoena documents and compel witnesses, no workable time frames to adequately investigate and develop defenses, no fair trial either. No jury, no expert witnesses were allowed to opine on issues, oh, ex- oh sorry, no jury, comma, expert witnesses allowed to opine on issues of law. But most fascinating was the majority's analysis of how the evidence established that Trump quote engaged in insurrection by his January 6th speech and that the speech has no first amendment protections. Spoiler alert. When you know Trump said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, that doesn't that doesn't get any mention until page 127. <laughs> the trial court admitted in evidence the report of the J6 committee the Benny Thompson-Liz Cheney committee, right? The majority on the bench, these Democrats, say they were unpersuaded that it is an untrustworthy partisan political document and therefore inadmissible hearsay. Even though nine of the nine members on that committee all voted to impeach Donald Trump. So they rejected this argument from the Trump lawyers that the J6 committee was biased. They're they like, no, no, I, we don't think so. After all, The committee's top lawyer testified that although the J6 committee members certainly had hypotheses, they did not impair the member's ability to be fair and impartial. (laughs) Recall that not a single member of that committee was put there by the Republican Party leadership. Cheney and Kinzinger were named by Nancy Pelosi to that J6 committee. So how did the majority decide that Trump, quote, literally exhorted his supporters to fight at the Capitol when he, in fact, said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women? Well, they brought in a guy, a sociology professor named Peter Simi, who was allowed to testify as an expert on political extremism, including how extremists communicate. So they had to have a sociologist professor sociology professor come in to explain how extremists communicate he said Trump's call to quote fight which most politicians would mean only symbolically were when spoken by Trump literal calls to violence while Trump's statements negating that sentiment well those were insincere and they just existed to hide the fact that he was calling for them to fight right so they get, they take the most charitable, con, uh, or char, uh, the least charitable interpretation of the words when they could be pointed towards physical violence, but then they just dismiss his explicit statements saying don't commit physical violence. That was the expert witness testimony. See how that works? If Trump said one thing, it's evidence that he said the opposite. And if Trump said the same things Maxine Waters said. Well, their incitement to insurrection from him, but regular old politics from Maxine Waters, because Professor Simi opines that Trump is an extremist. I've, I've talked about this for years, which is you you start with the uh, with the premise that your opponent is evil, and then everything else gets extrapolated from that. Right. This is a, another example of it. This guy, this sociology guy, this professor. He already believes Trump's an extremist. And so whenever Trump says anything, it all goes filtered through that lens. The majority also builds a dubious house of cards in reasoning that the mob at the Capitol was an insurrection, which I predict the Supreme Court will demolish. Example, the mob action was so formidable that the law enforcement officers on site could not control it. But no crowd control preparations were made by decision of Nancy Pelosi, and that was never investigated. Dan Bishop says this is frightening stuff and could unleash very bad consequences if it stands. But it would appear that the Supreme Court will get a crack at this very quickly, and that has the potential to put a lot of craziness to bed. Hang on tight. The efforts to rig elections just keep coming. Uh, Here's an email from John, who says, "Uh, It's the judges, stupid. During the Bill Clinton campaign, there was a famous phrase where his campaign manager reminded him, It's the economy, stupid. Right? Right? i.e. talk about the economy, suggesting Clinton was being stupid because he was getting off-topic rather than talking about the economy. Uh, Fast forward to about, I don't know, I'm guessing 15 years ago, um, when WBT Radio had on-air personalities in the afternoons, a young lady whose name I have forgotten, preaching that it's not the economy, it's the judges. It's the judges. Her position was the economy has gone up and down throughout history, it has and it will do so, but the judges are lasting. Being 71 years old and having never missed an election, I can't agree with her more. So I think that's Terra Servatius he's talking about. Uh, so our vote needs to represent who we want to be on the bench. Who's going to appoint judges? Because their judicial rulings and opinions last for decades. It's That's true. And that's why um, the Republicans in the state legislature uh Put the ba- uh, put the party affiliations back onto the ballot, so voters could see whether the judges are Republicans or Democrats. And of course, the media and the Democrats went ballistic over that, saying, "Oh, you're you're politicizing the bench, as if they're not politicizing the bench by having their party affiliations masked." No, but they they objected because people tend to vote for Republicans for judgeships. That's why they. That's why they were mad. They ke- they kept on losing races, and, uh, and and so yeah, like it. This is the ju- the judicial nominations at the federal level and uh, judicial uh, uh, elections at our state level. They are supremely important, and uh, that was one of the most compelling arguments for Donald Trump in twenty sixteen was the U.S. Supreme Court nominations. And he farmed that out to the Federalist Society. That was the mo- to me that was the most persuasive argument for Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton, and it will still be the most persuasive argument against Joe Biden and whoever comes out of the GOP field, whether it's Trump or anybody else. Right, those picks matter a lot, and uh, preventing Democrats from getting control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency will prevent the Democrats from packing the U.S. Supreme Court like FDR tried to do 70 years ago. And that, that term has a specific meaning. It doesn't mean that uh, Republicans get to nominate and, um, and then approve judges as they are allowed to do. It means expanding the court's seats So the party in power can then pack more of their appointments onto the body. So they then get to write all of the laws. Which is never, it's never supposed to be the way the court operates. They're not supposed to be writing law. But that's what the left wants, because they can't get it done legislatively. They can't get stuff done through the legislature, so they use the courts. There was another analysis of this... uh, Colorado State Supreme Court ruling uh, from Jarvis Best, who is an attorney. And he says, um, there are five judicial opinions out of Colorado on this whole Trump ballot case. You had the trial court opinion, uh, the Supreme Court majority opinion, and then you had three Supreme Court dissenting opinions. And he says none of these five agree with each other except one of the... There was like... um, Three of the dissenting opinions, there were two of them that, that sort of agree with each other. But all of them are different, which is a problem. Like, how is it that all of these different judges come to completely different legal reasoning, right? He says the most compelling and, in my view, correct decision was the dissent from Justice Samor. Uh He reached holdings that none of the other four groups did. He examined the issues with the depth and close examination of the case law that is most likely how the Supreme Court does it, or it's similar to how the u s. Supreme Court does it. And he says, "I think the Supreme Court will reverse this decision and will largely follow his dissent. Um and Jarvis is uh, predicting like nine to zero or maybe seven to two when the when the Supreme Court does so, I will remind you of this tweet. And I will gloat about it. <laughs> there will be no dealing with me after that, he says. Um, some background. Um, he says the Colorado Supreme Court is not typically a deeply divided or partisan court. they were all Democrats, and they were all appointed by Democrat governors with similar liberal or libertarian leanings. We get a lot of unanimous opinions. Divisions, when they do occur, are usually respectful and intellectually honest. No vitriol. I was surprised that this case was a 4-3 to three opinion, and even more surprised at how sloppy the majority opinion was. Knowing that the U.S. Supreme Court absolutely has to take the case, I figured that they would write something stronger. But oh well. Uh, one other thing. This Judge Samor, um, he was born and raised in El Salvador, but fled the country at the age of 13 due to the Civil War. He's, I don't know if that's relevant. Maybe it is. Um, He then goes on to talk about Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was passed in the aftermath of the Civil War. And it says insurrectionists can't hold office, right? The trial court held that Section 3 did not apply to the president. And the trial court could be right about that. Justice Samor did not resolve that issue, though. Why? Because everybody's talking about Section 3, but Section 5 of the 14th Amendment that says, hey, you know all of that insurrection stuff that we just talked about in Section 3? How is that supposed to work? Who gets to decide who engaged in insurrection? right? What sort of a standard of proof applies? Is it a civil trial? Is it a criminal trial? Is it a judge or a jury or somebody else who decides that a particular person engaged in insurrection and so is disqualified? What if they're already appointed? Do they still get paid while the proceedings are going on? Like, all of that stuff. Well, the 14th Amendment doesn't answer those questions. Section 5 says, Congress, Congress gets to pass legislation to give enforcement power to carry out Section 3. And and Congress did that. Justice Samor points out that in 1870, Congress passed a law that allowed for both civil and criminal enforcement of Section 3. That law was, uh, that this was the law Um, then it was replaced in 1948, Congress replaced it with a criminal insurrection law. It's 18 U.S. Code Section 2383. It's a criminal proceeding. And Trump has not been charged under this statute. He's never been charged with it, let alone convicted. So only Congress gets to pass legislation that enforces Section 3. Congress did that. And it set up a criminal statute that bars anybody convicted under Section 3 from holding any office. But charged never having been charged or convicted, or Trump was never charged or convicted, so he can appear on the ballot. That's it. It's a very simple case, very straightforward. And, and it renders all of the other analysis irrelevant. If you think he engaged in insurrection, criminally charge him. But guess what hasn't happened? criminal charges. Let's head over and talk with Walking Bob. Hello Bob. How are you? How's the walk going?
2: Hey Pete. Well speaking of walking, uh, on Sunday I crossed over three thousand miles for the year so far. And I'm about nice. to right now.
0: So that's pretty awesome. Go. How long how long and, are your daily walks when you listen to the program? Uh they're they're nine miles. You walk nine miles every Not day? Only Every
2: day and no days off. And and it's been that way. And I had COVID last October and I missed about a week. But other than Mm. that, I've walked no less than eight miles every day for over three years.
0: So um, do you walk the same route every day? Yes, the Greenway. I love
2: the Greenway. Every once in a while, I'm at someplace else, you know, at the beach or whatever.
0: But uh,
2: I love the Greenway.
0: How long does it take you to walk? The eight miles or anywhere, nine
2: miles. uh on my nine mile walks. I've been doing nine miles since late September. Um, uh, three and a half to three forty.
0: So three three and a half, a, and and half, and half hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. I I'm am gotcha. old and slow, but I'm no, very got, well. No, and I'm cute. no. That's perfect because my show lasts three hours. So like like that lines up perfectly for me.
2: You, you have been up and down many miles on this greenway as
0: well, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I and, feel like uh, I, I get the benefit of the walking, too, then. Maybe, yeah, like one of those miles is mine. I'll take it.
2: On, on the miles that I don't carry you, but, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm enough. glad you hired your call screener back. I know WBT doesn't even print you guys' business cards until you've been hired and fired. you know, two or three times, so I'm glad he's that much closer to WBT legitimacy now. So that's good, and I'm glad to hear that. Baby steps. So it's the judges, and I like a lot of things that Donald Trump did, but one of the things that, and and a lot of, well, he won over a lot of conservatives. He's not a conservative. He won over a lot of conservatives by his Supreme Court picks, and it Mm -hmm. was the judges. That was his biggest contribution, Uh. To the country, and it's going to be the judges that uh, uh, put an end to all this, because uh, there is kind of a built in obsolescence to this court ruling in Colorado, uh, which makes it really somewhat meaningless, except for the ramifications. I think they're trying to incite some conservatives to riot
0: mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what they're trying to do but the action is you know, the reaction. Right. That in in left. Yeah. Leftist strategy from Saul Alinsky there. You know, your opponent's reaction is the action. Like, yes, you can take the win if you can do some sort of action, call to action and get a win. But if you antagonize and provoke and then get a reaction, you can then use that instead. Well,
2: that's what it's all about because there's 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 an automatic stay in there if he files an appeal by January fifth, and and you know he's gonna, they know he's gonna. So this isn't about getting them out. It was fun watching MSNBC last night, by the way. Uh, painful but fun. Uh, when all this was going on, everybody everybody on MSNBC had this look in their eyes that looked like. Champagne and set mm. is kind of what the vibe was there. It seemed like, and they were making the point: the three judges that dissented were democratically appointed. Mm. Well, they were all Democratic judges. They didn't. They didn't say that part. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and the last thing is the intent of, of that expert witness that says you know he's a, he's a, an expert on how psychopaths or whatever talk
0: extremists now, yeah.
2: Donald Trump, if he said go in peacefully, well, he meant to go in there and riot. So what if he said go in there and riot? They would say, well, he said go in there and riot. Right. And I don't like what isn't too much, but you have people saying there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden has done anything wrong in association with his son, Hunter. And then when it comes to Donald Trump, well— I know what he said, but we know what he meant.
0: Right. Everything's a dog whistle, and they are uniquely positioned and qualified to uh, uh, to decipher what the whistle is. So when he says something explicitly, you take him at his word, and when he doesn't say something explicitly, explicitly, then you divine his meaning and say, well, uh, he actually meant the opposite. It's a it's a neat little trick, but uh, it only works one way. Um, and this is why I call it Calvin Ball, because they're just making up the rules as they go.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's very frustrating. Uh, frustrating for the people that pronounce frustrating without the r it's frustrating for people who pronounce frustrating
0: with the r right which if you pronounce it without the r that is also frustrating so hey uh bob good to hear from you sir i appreciate the call happy trails all right man happy trails um a couple of messages here this is from John, uh, who says, Trump's judicial appointments, especially on the Supreme Court, will be his lasting legacy. Almost everything else was done by executive order and was reversed almost immediately by Biden, which is funny that Biden can reverse an executive order. However, when Trump tried to reverse executive orders, the judges said he couldn't. The other thing that was actually passed by law was the tax cuts, but they expire this year. So unless he wins again, that will be gone as well. Um. Chris says, uh, so, p to paraphrase the Washington Post, democracy died in Colorado. There you go. Um, let me see here. This is from Terry, who says, uh, regarding January 6th, and it still remains to be seen whether or not the crowd was heavily seated with agents provocateurs. Uh, no, we, yeah, we do know that. We do know that there were in FBI informants and the like in the crowd. How many? What their roles were. Uh, don't know. Maybe if we had, I don't know, some sort of uh, like an investigation into that, we could have maybe we could have discovered some more of that. But uh, hopefully with the uh, the release of more of the footage, maybe some people start putting that together. I don't know. Um I got this is a very lengthy tweet. We'll see if I can get through it. The left and the Democrat party, by extension, has become the party of lies and morality and situational ethics. Uh, that we have these kinds of people serving as federal judges and state and federal justices show how unfair so many of our courts have become. What is the remedy other than impeachment to remove these literally lawless and corrupt justices and judges? So, I right, just to uh, edit it there, uh, that is one of the solutions impeachment of judges. Yes. I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, though.